Good evening and welcome to episode 212 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining me this evening as we're going to be discussing Oaklawn Park for their fantastic late pick five they have this Saturday. It is open weekend at Oaklawn, a fantastic track, a great betting venue. We'll be discussing their late pick five occurring this Saturday, and the PPs have already been out for a few days as well. So if you have not downloaded the PPs already here as we're speaking live on Wednesday night, you might want to go ahead and do that here in the next few minutes before we discuss the great sequence. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. We are approaching some milestones here on the HHH Racing Podcast, which I'm very proud of. First of all, we have over 1,700 subscribers on the YouTube channel. That means we're approaching 2,000, but I need your help. Please help spread the word of the HHH Racing Podcast. If you listen, but you have not subscribed, just hit that button on the bottom right-hand corner. That will tell other uh, viewers of YouTube to check out our show and encourages people to watch. So we'd greatly appreciate that. Hit that notification bell. That'll tell you when new content will arrive uh, here on the show and also smash that like button for the same reason. We want to spread the word of the HHH Racing Podcast, but we need your help in order to do that. Also, you can follow me on Twitter there at hkravitz on the bottom of the screen. And of course, uh, also on the scroll, you can reach me through email hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. I've got a few cool announcements and things that many of you do not know about which I'm very excited to tell you. Uh, first of all, one thing you already know is you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Our listens have gone up dramatically as well. So if you can't check us out on YouTube, plenty other avenues you can check us out there through your listening uh, podcast and whatever uh, venue you'd like to check that out on. Now, Two new pieces of information for most of you, unless you're on my email list. If you're on my email list, of which we have over 200 people, you already know about this. And if you listen to the show right now or you're going to be uh, watching the show, whatever, and you're not on our email list, please email me. You can see on the bottom of the screen, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. It's about to pop up on the bottom of the screen here it comes, my email, right after that scroll there, coming up. Uh, you'll There it is, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Uh, email me and say you want to be on our list, and I'll put you on our list. I do not send out annoying emails like every day or a few days. Really, at the most, it's once a week, but it's important information about the podcast that the general public might not know about. And there's two things that people on the email list already know about. The first thing that, that you don't know, of course, we have our power picks, uh, which are fantastic. ROI close to two hours and 50 cents. But here's the new part. You can see on the bottom of the screen there in all caps, we are now offering an annual subscription. The power picks in the past have been a monthly uh, subscription and you can still subscribe monthly. Uh, in fact, most people that have subscribed to the power picks, which is basically a tip sheet, uh, with a lot of other cool information, stats, and whatnot, are doing it on a monthly basis. But now, uh, just the last few days, uh, you can purchase the Power Picks on, on as an annual basis. 
And here's the big catch here. If you look below, you get two free months. That's right, two full free months of the Power Picks if you decide to choose our annual subscription. Pay attention to later in the show. I will give you details on how you can do that. If you have never subscribed to the Power Picks before, you can choose either monthly or annual. If you are already a subscriber to the Power Picks, I know most of you are a monthly subscription, but you can now switch to an annual subscription, and there are many great benefits of that. One of the main things is two free months. That's right. It's not a typo. Two free months of Power Picks. I'll talk more about that later on in the show. The other exciting announcement I want to make is we are in the process of creating a new show here on the HHH Racing Podcast starting in 2023. It will most likely be on Wednesday nights. Uh, we are in the process of developing, of developing it. I've already put this out through an email that our fantastic young contributor, Kyle Roscoe, who does an excellent job, very well-versed in horse racing, brings a lot of enthusiasm. He will be the host of our new show. Again, many more details to follow, uh, but we're very excited uh, to uh, work that out for you in 2023. It's going to start right at the beginning of January, most likely, and it will most likely be Wednesday nights. What will the format be? What will be discussed? We'll be telling you about that in the coming weeks. Um, okay, and also we have a fantastic podcast. If you don't, excuse me, well, we have a good podcast, but we have a good uh, website. Uh, hopefully uh, you believe that as well, hhhracingpodcast.com. All right, so usually at this point I say, let's go ahead and bring on our wonderful co-host. But you know what? I'm flying solo tonight, folks. We're going we're gonna to turn back the clock here. Uh, somehow I was able to do approximately 125 shows without any co-hosts. I love Pete, Paul, and Kyle. I'm so blessed to have a fantastic uh, team with me. But uh, due to many reasons, family obligations, uh, Paul Halloran is refereeing a college basketball game, etc. But in honor of Paul, I've got my Catholic boy shirt on. And Catholic boy, of course, stands at Claiborne Farm. So hopefully Paul will uh, uh, see this. Um, but it's just me flying solo tonight. So we're going to go a little bit more quickly um, through the uh, picks at Oaklawn. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Please feel free to comment in the live chat any questions you have for me. Um, tomorrow, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have the whole crew here. Uh, Paul, Pete, and Kyle be with me, and we'll be handicapping and going through an excellent late pick five on for Saturday at Gulfstream. As you know, Gulfstream has now started to have uh, turf racing. They've upped their quality as well, and we're very excited to go back to Gulfstream, which we have not handicapped in a while on the show. That is tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, with all of my co-hosts and contributors, so please check that out. All right, let's get into Oaklawn right now. I'm going to turn that off that, and let's go ahead and go to the uh, PP. Actually, we'll, of course, go to the Equibase. Um, there we go. The Equibase entries. Let me go ahead and go full screen. So the late pick five, and I'll show my picks here in just a second. Let's get my picks up. It's just me. You're just going to see the reason why there's no names on the bottom of the screen is because it is uh, just me giving the picks. Before we do that, we got some comments here. Uh, Patrick, 
Patrick, how you doing tonight? I'm feeling Patrick might be involved in our podcast some way, so that's exciting. But yep, just going solo tonight, Patrick. Just me. We got racing downwind is here. Appreciate the compliments. Uh, yeah, listen, I hope we do get to 2000 by New Year's Day racing downwind. We need a lot of help for that, though. So hopefully we'll have a lot of people subscribe. Uh, the first leg of the pick five, again, this is Saturday at Oaklawn. You can see the starting time on the screen there is approximately 2.50 uh, central time. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this banner. I'm going to actually change this to a scroll, which will make it a little bit shorter. We'll make it a little bit smaller across the screen there. Uh, all right, race six, first leg of the pick five. This is an N1X. It's allowance, six furlongs, three olds and up. It's a big field. You got a field of 12 here. Of course, it's all dirt racing at Oaklawn. Field of 12. There are also two very live also eligibles in the number 13, Jackman, and the number 14, Torontoro. Uh, Toronto Toro, excuse me. If either one gets in, they're both going to be very live. Now, before I get to the PPs, let me put myself on full screen here. Let's talk about Oakland for a second. The best dirt racing in the country right now, as we speak, is going to be at Oakland, at least for the next two weeks until Gulfstream's championship, championship meet opens uh, the day after Christmas and also the day after Christmas, Santa Anita opens as well. So, the next two weeks, by far, the best dirt racing in the country is going to be Oakland. And they, of course, have really good dirt racing throughout the year as well. What do you want to pay attention to Oakland? For me, in general, and feel free to put in the comments how you feel about this, I would like, I prefer horses uh, that have been pointing to this meet. I would almost prefer horses that have are coming off a little bit of a break that have already been stabled down at Oakland. And if they have a work or two over the track, even better. You're going to see a lot of horses on the PPs we're about to show coming from Churchill. That's great. They have recency. I'm not saying I mind horses that are not coming off of breaks at all. Um, you Recency can be very good. But horses that are immediately going to Oakland without any works over the track, I'm not saying downgrade. All I'm saying is I personally are going to prefer horses that have been at Oakland for a few weeks already that have trained over the track, maybe have a work over the track, etc. Um, all the major players are down there in terms of trainers. Um, a lot of the main jockeys are right down there. Uh, Ricardo Santana, who's going to be a huge factor at Oakland is not uh, riding there this particular weekend due, a, due to a suspension. Keep that in mind. But a lot of the major connections are going to be down there. All right, let's get back again. I, uh, there are the entries. Let's go right to uh, the races. You can see on the screen there, I'm going four, one, three. Let's go to my top pick here, the number four, Tappet Spirit. This is a new claim uh, for trainer Randy Matthews, Rafael Belrano. I want to point out one thing right away, 10-strike racing. You see the ownership there, 10-strike racing. The ownership manager is a friend of mine, Marshall Graham. They point to Oaklawn. Uh, he lives in Memphis, but uh, they, they, po they point to Oaklawn. They're big fans of Oaklawn Park. If you see 10 Strike Racing as ownerships, this is a serious outfit that has been very successful, and they point to this meet. That's one of the reasons why I'm going with Tappet Spirit. I think there's a lot of speed in this race. I'm expecting improvement. 
with the claim, with the new ownership, with Bayerano, which is an upgrade uh, from the apprentice jockey. Uh, this horse has been racing in Indiana, at Horseshoe, Indiana, which is, uh, you know, a very uh, solid track. I have no worries about the uh, class situation. Is already won six times, and a lot of these horses have only won once. I find that to be an advantage. The horse knows how to win. I'm going with number four, Tappet Spirit, on top to open the pick five. The Moyline favorite is the number one, Skelly, for Asterson and Nick Juarez. Uh, who's going to be riding at uh, Oaklawn this winter. This is a very fast colt by uh, Practical Joke out of a Bawana Charlie mare. Blinkers on, a little discouraged in the last effort, not getting the job knowing five. Can this horse wire the field? Absolutely. I think eight to five is way too low. The rail is not an easy situation necessarily, but this horse is very fast. Definitely a wire-to-wire threat for sure. And my third choice is number three, Tango Charlie, a new claim for Tom Amos, Maggie Moss ownership. This one's going to come from pretty far back. If there's a very fast pace that develops, I think Tango Charlie, the three, is possible. But uh, this horse is a B, as in boy, in my ABC ticket. I do want to mention the 13 and 14 because they're both very live. If either Jackman, the 13, for Kyle Proberg gets in off the AE list, or especially the one I prefer even more, the number 14, Toronto Toro for uh, Paul McEntee. I think they're both live. I prefer the 14. You notice that Bayerano is scheduled to ride the 14 if he gets in. Um, but Bayerano is also on uh, the four. So obviously if the four gets in, I'm assuming Bayerano is going to ride the four. But again, I think the 13 and 14 are both very live guys in these uh, spots for sure. Uh, so I am going to go as 4-1-3 to uh, start the opening leg of the pick five on Saturday. Let's go to the next race. And again, I'm going to um, switch this over to just a scroll Give me a chance to do that. There we go. So it's a little bit smaller. Let's go to race seven. This is the second leg of the pick five. There are two listed stakes on Saturday. The first one is race seven. It's the ring the bell stakes, very aptly named for the holiday season here. This is a very solid field of seven. They're going six furlongs. It's $150,000 is the purse. This is for older males three-year-olds and up. There are some familiar faces and names, of course, that you see on that list. The Moyline favorite is the number six, Cavode, for Hartman and Arietta. That is who I'm going with. Now, before I bring up the PPs, there is one thing about Saturday that I do want to mention. As of now, there's about an 85% chance for rain on Saturday. I'm not sure if it's going to be an all-day event or not. It is going to be fairly warm. It's going to be like 60 so obviously temperature is not going to be an issue, um, but there's a chance for wet um, dirt or mud or slop. We'll have to see how bad it may or may not be. You never know. We're, we're three days out here. We'll just have to see. But I do want to mention that it might be sloppy on Saturday and make sure you take a look at those PPs because that may or may not affect how you're going to go about picking your horses. Uh, I am going to go with the Moyne line favorite here, number six, Kavod, 
as I switch over. I do have one concern, however, uh, with the number six, Kavod. And that is when you look at his wet uh, dirt effort. He's got three starts on wet, and he only has one place. Um, that is a bit of a concern. We'll just have to see. I'm not always uh, the kind of guy that will just completely go on or off a horse based on track conditions. We simply don't know what it's going to be right now. Uh, this horse is very fast and getting really good. I like the fact that he's only three. He's improving. Arietta is an excellent jockey. He's got low 90 buyers. He can be on the lead. He can sit just off it. Um, he's only one for five also at Oakland. So he does have some negatives. I mean, he was racing in the Rebel and the Southwest and the Smarty Jones. You can see here uh, last winter. So, I mean, the horse likes Oakland. He was just in tough spots. Um, he also, what I do like, is you can see here, as I mentioned at the bottom of the screen, he does have a work over this Oakland service. I do like that. I'm going to number six, uh, Kavod. Uh, only cost, by the way, look at this. Keeneland, September, 3500 Only cost 3500 He's won almost half a million. Absolutely unbelievable. Good horses can be bought from anywhere and can win from anywhere. My second choice is going to be the number one, Flash of Mischief, four-year-old for uh, Broberg. Has got some big figs. Might prefer longer, but ran huge in a stake race at Remington two back with a 104 buyer. I was actually watching the races that day and betting just came from the outside and closed. That was the best race he's run by far. Definitely regressed at his next start from the 11 hole against CZ Rocket, uh, elite power Jackie's warrior in the Breeders' Cup sprint. So obviously there's a huge step down uh, in class. I think Flash of Mischief is definitely alive here. And then uh, Long Range Toddy. You know, I've bet this horse many times before. Sometimes I've faded Long Range Toddy. Well, I didn't want to do that. I actually want to do that. Um, I think he's a bit interesting here. He's 12 to 1. He's got blinkers on. He's got an inside post. He's run many times at Oakland before. This is not a killer field. I think long range shotty has a chance to fire here. This would be my long shot play of this race. The number two long range toddy 12 to one morning line, but I'm going to go with the number six Kavod in this listed stake. Let's go on to race eight, the third leg of the pick five here on Saturday. Now, before actually, before I talk about race eight, let me take this off. Let me take these off the screen just a minute. Let me show you a little more in detail, very quickly, if I may, about the power pick situation. Again, what you get if you choose to go to an annual subscription. I really think this is a great opportunity. Now, what you see on the screen is for people that have already subscribed to the power pick. So if you look on the screen right now, and again, if you are listening on Apple's podcast, uh, Spotify, etc. I'll give you the gist of what's on the screen, or you can just go to YouTube and, uh, and and watch the show. But if you have a monthly subscription, you can now switch to an annual membership. You can do that anytime here in the month of December. Um, highly recommend you do that. And what that will do for you, it's a one-time fee only. Instead of paying monthly, it's a one-time fee, number one. Why do you want to do this? First of all, I'm giving two free months. That's right, two free months 
of picks if you decide to subscribe annually. That's about a 15% discount. You get about 30 bucks off, just like that. Also, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, if you're watching, we will be sending out some extra handicapping videos for the sequences on our power picks only for people that are subscribing to our annual membership. So that's another benefit. Uh, the third benefit is uh, for us, it gives us some revenue up front. We can then provide you better guests, better technology, etc. And also, if you're using a certain credit card, you don't have to worry about the uh, if the when the credit card um, expires, you don't have to worry about an issue with Patreon having to change to a different uh, credit card, etc. That you may be using for the Power Picks. Anyway, there's great benefits. The big one, of course, is that you get a 15% discount, two months free, 30 bucks off, and you also get some videos that the public will not get. Anyone that has a monthly subscription will not get these great preview videos uh, that are not going to be on my YouTube channel either, only for people that are subscribing annually. So please go ahead and check out all of that uh, information. Again, look below the video player, www.patreon.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast. Look below the video player. Uh, for the web address. All right, let's get to race eight. This is the third leg of the pick five. Uh, this is a main special way. They're going two turns, $90,000. The purses are unbelievable at Elkhorn. This is restricted for two-year-olds. Uh, of course, it's two turns. You can see the big field of 12, two possible eligibles in the race. The morning line favorite here is the number eight, Arungius or Rungius for Steve Asterson and Castillo uh, in the saddle. I'm going to go ahead and switch over to race eight here, and I'm also going to go ahead and put my picks up on the screen. Let me go ahead and go to the ticker again. Again, I apologize for that. There you go. I'm going to 12-8, and there's a replay that we absolutely need to show here in this race. I'm going to go with the two. Uh, Boogie Joe. Uh, Boogie Joe is a horse that is trained by Steve Hobby, uh, uh, sired by Golden Sense out of a successful appeal mare, appealing cat, a Cabrera in the saddle. Last race was solid. It was at Remington Park. It was from the rail, got a 64 buyer. That does not nearly tell the whole story. Take a look at this horse. Of course, uh, Boogie Joe here is the one horse, and there's a few things I want to show. First of all, breaking from the rail, first time out. And also going two turns, no guarantee. So check out the one. Broke just fine. A little bit of a stutter step there. Okay, no big deal. What you're going to notice is a few times. You see he's in tight, and he is pulling. Look at the rain right there. The horse is pulling. He wants to go. And several times, we're not going to watch the whole race. Several, You see he's still pulling a little bit unsettled, taking a lot of dirt in behind horses. This is a great education. Look at he's pulling here pulling the jock is gonna actually i want to show he gets shuffled back just before this i'll just show this if you watch really carefully watch you see he's sort of going backwards a little bit he's getting shuffled back and the jock is shaking the reins if you look carefully so he can hold that inside position so he lost a little bit of ground there and he's got to be asked and now he's asked and now look he now he's got to take a hold again there's a lot of stops and starts with this one look again now he gets shuffled back again 
Now he's got to be asked again. There are just a lot of things going on here. You see he's like, you know, he's asking pretty aggressively, and you think he might be in trouble, but he gets back into the bit. Now he's finally in a comfortable spot, and he comes up the rail, but it's a little bit tight. You see he had to wait. He comes up through the inside. The seven gets the jump. He's got about two and a half lengths, but once the horse levels out and sort of finds his footing, I really like the visual. It was a very slow early half here. He closed very well. You can see him closing now up the inside and watch the gallop out. This just misses. The gallop out was tremendous on this one. I know every gallop out's not the same. Look at this. I mean, he's already off the screen. Did you see that? <laughs> Let's go back. Here he is just barely losing. Look on the bottom right side of the corner. You got to look quickly. And here, there he is. Look at this. He's already way way in front of the winner. He's so far in front, he's already off the screen. Not all gallop outs tell the same story, ladies and gentlemen. That is a gallop out. This horse had plenty, plenty underneath him. I think he's got big room for upside. I see no reason uh, why this uh, horse cannot make a big improvement on Saturday. Boogie Joe, I'm expecting him to run somewhere probably closer to 70 which when you look at this field would absolutely get the job done here. My second choice is going to be the 12 Parkway for Bill Mott. Now, the cool thing about this race is Bill Mott's got the 12. Take a look at right next door is Riley Mott, his son. So that's pretty cool. It's the first time that uh, father and son have raced against each other, and they happen to be right next to each other, which is pretty cool. And by the way, the number 11, DeLuca, I'm assuming named after Paul DeLuca, the Fox analyst and former baseball player is not without a chance, by the way, bred well by mastery, but Parkway nine to two. I don't love the outside post here. He's getting better. He's well-bred. He's, he's working well. He's got first Lasix. Garcia is going to send this horse. I would think, I think Parkway's got a big shot as long as he's not very wide. And then my third choice would be the favorite number eight, Rungius. He's got a lot of early speed. That is a big benefit. Maybe this horse is just going to wire the field. Maybe I have this horse too low. He can absolutely win. I just don't like the fact that he's already raced four times and he has not gotten the job done. And last time, it was a fast pace, I will say that. But other than the fast pace, no real excuses. He's got blinkers on. Rungius will probably be eight, or Rungius will probably be the favorite. I'm a bit against him. But I am using him as an A. Again, I'm using the 8 as an A. I'm just going to try to beat him with the 2 or 12. Uh, there are a lot of other horses in this race you can look at. A horse like number 7, Rocking Rocket, was was horrible first time out. But this is D. Wayne, who's going second out. This horse can greatly improve. One of the angles that everyone, I'm assuming, knows is the biggest jump you can make is from first to second, a start. These horses could jump, easily jump up 15, 20, 25, 30 points. So I'm going a little bit chalky, but would I be surprised if some of these other horses take big steps forward that look way too slow on paper? Absolutely not. They, they, they are definitely live. I'm going 2-12-8. Let's go uh, to the next race here as I'm going ahead and take that off and go ahead and make some adjustments here. I'll save that. Now we've got a scroll, and I'll go full screen, and we'll go to 
race nine, which is the other listed stake on the day. Looks like we have a comment here. Let me take a look at the uh, comment. Richard, Richard, thanks for joining the show. Richard wants to know, is an outside post two turns at Oaklawn a disadvantage? Richard, thanks for the question. A great question. Yes and no. Um, that particular race that we just talked about is a mile on the 16th. There is a little more of a run-up, uh, Richard, into the first turn. So if they're going a mile on the 16th, I wouldn't say it's fantastic. I wouldn't say it's horrendous. Now, I don't have stats. You can look up stats from last year on horses breaking from the outside. I'm sure the stats are not very good. It's definitely not an advantage. How big a disadvantage? It depends on a few things. Uh, it depends on how much early speed there is for the outside horse to overcome, to cross over. It depends on how the track is playing. If they're going one mile on the dirt, that's worse. Um, one mile in the dirt, I think it's a first run finish, but I believe the starting point's a little further back. I'll have to look into that. The long-winded answer to your question, which I've given, uh, is it's not an advantage. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a huge disadvantage. If you like the horse enough, I would still play the outside posts. Let's go ahead back to the PPs. Appreciate your uh, question there. Actually, sorry, I wanted to go to the entries. This is the mistletoe stakes, aptly named, of course. This is for fillies and mares going one mile. They're going one mile. Of course, that is two turns. I believe it's a first-line finish at Oaklawn. Uh, 150,000 in the kitty. It's a small field of seven. There's not much to talk about here. There's two horses that are going to take a lot of money. The number one coach for uh, Cox and Talmo, two on morning line. And the number six, Le Davida for Nacho Correas and uh, Chimenaud, who's a very solid jockey, especially on the turf. I'm not screwing around here, guys. I'm not getting creative. I don't think you need to go creative here in this race. Um, a lot of people are going to single the six um, in their pick fives. I will be using the six very heavily. Le Davida, this is a horse from Chile who's had two starts in the United States, has won both of them very well, one at Churchill, one at Keeneland. Um, is more of a closer, but I don't think he has. she has to be too far back. I did it, have a beverage, my co-host. I made a minor boo-boo there with the uh, he reference. Uh, I don't think she will be too far back at all. She's got two buyers, 86 and 90. She's been working just fine steadily in the last month. I believe, yeah, she's got working at Keeneland, mainly on the train check, but she's got a bullet work over the dirt. I just see no reason why to go against Lei Davida in this spot. The other horse that's the obvious use is the one coach who's definitely a wire threat has some numbers uh that fit was horrible last time the chaluki against she can't sing but it was a very fast pace she didn't break well from the rail it just wasn't what she wants to do is there other speed to go with the one maybe a little bit with lovely ride um will secret maybe a little bit i'm mean, the one is the definite obvious use to me if one or six doesn't win here i'll be absolutely shocked i'm going to be using the six more heavily than the one. I think the six is a better horse, but I would probably, you could easily use the one and six evenly in the second to last leg of 
the pick five, the mistletoe. All right, let's go to the last race, ladies and gentlemen. How are we going to get paid in the pick five on Saturday at Oakland? We've got another big field of 12 as I go ahead and bring that up on the screen. This is an allowance race. Again, another N1X. They're going uh, six furlongs, uh, big field 12, as I mentioned. Again, two also eligibles. The number 14, Mrs. Bean and Arkansas Bread, would definitely be a threat in here. Um, but as you can see, as I switch over, let me take that out. Let me edit this. Okay. Save and bring that. There's my picks for race 10. I'm going to go a little price shopping in the last leg of the pick five here. Uh, the Moyline favorite is the number 12, Ben Diesel for D. Wayne Lucas and Martin Garcia, 5-2 Moyline. I've got Ben Diesel in third. I'm a bit interested in the number five. B. Sud. This is for Dallas Stewart and Francisco Arietta. Let's take a look at this race and why am I going with B. Sud. The first thing I will say in this race is that B. Sud on paper is a bit slow. Uh, there are horses that have run in the 80s, low 80s, relatively consistently, uh, consistently. And you can see B. Sud here on the screen. Is sort of is a very solid high 70s buyer horse. There's two reasons why I think B Sud could take a step forward on Saturday. Number one, this is a second start off a long layoff. He he hadn't raced since April 23rd. Happy birthday to my brother. That's his birthday. Um, and then he raced uh on November 17th. That's a long layoff at Churchill. He was wide that day. He got bumped at the start. It wasn't his best effort. But he ran well in that race and was a pretty solid field. I'm expecting improvement for several reasons. First, uh, again, second start off the layoff, one reason. Second reason, he's been gelded. Will that help or not? I don't know. He was gelded on November 18th. It usually takes horses about a month or so to really appreciate that gelding. It's going to be close to a month here, or a good four weeks since he's been gelded. If he's going to show improvement, it's going to happen on Saturday. Um, so I'm expecting improvement there. And I like the outside stalking sort of mid-pack trip that you might get. I'm expecting B-Sud, the number five, eight to one more line, to take a step forward. He also has a work over the track as I go full screen. He's got to work over the track since the gelding um, on December 3rd. It was a nice breeze and a minute and one, nice maintenance breeze. Um, he's faced nice horses before. I'm just going with a gut feeling here. I don't love the chalks. I'm going to go with the number five, B. Sud, for Dallas Stewart, an excellent trainer, uh, to take advantage of what I see as a fast pace. And speaking of fast paces, my second choice is the number three, Golden Hornet for Larry Valley, a very fast three-year-old gelding by Flatter. This horse will have the lead. My issue here is he's been giving up some leads recently. He's coming back relatively quick, and there's other speed in the race. If this Larry Ravelli trained horse wires the field, I will not be surprised at all. He's 6-1 to one morning line. This is an absolute use for me. I'm using many A's in this race. That is one of them. And let's go to the far outside, the number 12, Ben Diesel. My concern here with Ben Diesel, he might be too far back. Is Ben Diesel... A six furlong horse, perhaps, but he has not proven it yet. Now, the turn back might be absolutely perfect for him. This this trip might work out great. 
He's got tactical speed going seven furlongs to a mile. Is it possible he's just going to stalk and pounds and blow away everyone in the stretch? Sure, very possible. I'm using Ben Diesel as an A. This is one of my top choices. But he's going to be very well bet. He's got a far outside post going six furlongs. I'm not sure if he's a six furlong horse. We'll see. I love turnbacks in general. I'm not so sure with this horse. I'm sort of wondering if he's getting better, you know, at sort of that seven furlong mile distance. Why don't they keep him two turns? I mean, he was in the Southwest. He was in the Rebel. He was in the Arkansas Derby. He was on the Triple Crown Trail in the in the winter last year at Oakland. Maybe just think he's a better sprinter now. He's he's bred to go long. I don't know. There's some mixed signals here with Ben Diesel to me. He's one of the best horses in this race. He can definitely win. Will he appreciate the six furlongs? I don't know. That's a big question. I'm going to go five three twelve. A little bit of a price, number five, B Sud. Maybe you want to drink some Suds as you watch the last race on Saturday and and uh, cheer them on if you're live uh, to my five horse on top. Let me show you the pick five that I'm going to play here in just a minute. Um, Dean G, Dean, Dean Days for joining the show, uh, likes the 10 a little bit here on the last leg. Uh, that's ultimate. You know, I looked at ultimate a little bit, Dean. Here's ultimate. I looked at Ultimate. Uh, This is a veteran. He's raced 20 times. My concern, Dean, here is the upside. I'm not sure this horse has upside. He's not really improving. He's run in the mid-80s several times. Uh, Dean, that is not a bad choice. Ultimate absolutely has a shot. I think I'm using him. I'm using Ultimate very defensively. Uh, You'll see on the power picks, Dean, because I believe Dean is a new... Dean, let me confirm this to everyone and if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I think Dean might be one of our new yearly um, subscribers. I know he, I know Dean is a subscriber to the Power Pick, so Dean, we appreciate uh, your patronage there. I'm not sure if you're one of the new people that decide to switch to annual, but if you're not, you should, Dean. So check that out. Um, racing not new win. Yes. How are you going to get paid? PTF, exactly. Uh, I don't think he's got – no, he doesn't have that trademark. Get out of here, Racing Donwin. It's all good. And if he does, he wouldn't mind. And Dean does confirm that he is a new uh, annual subscriber to the Power Picks. Dean, thanks a lot. We appreciate that. He'll be getting uh, 15% off, 30 bucks off, two free months. And Dean will start getting some new videos that a lot of people will not get if they don't subscribe to the – annual uh, power pick starting in January, 2023. Uh, All right. My pick five very quickly, guys, let me go through it. It's just me. Of course, the show here's my pick five on the bottom of the screen. Let me read it. $45. I'm going one, three, four with one, two, five, six, seven with two, eight, 12 with six with five, 12. Again, one, three, four, one, two, five, six, seven, two, eight, 12, six, 512. I've got some prices a little bit, a little spready earlier in the sequence. I do want to mention to everyone very clearly that in the first leg, if the 13 or the 14 gets in, I would probably use the 14 first, then the 13. They are both very live to me as also eligibles in the first leg of this pick five. So 13 to 14 in the first leg. I'm signaling the six, although I'm going to use the one quite strongly as well on my ABC ticket. I can easily see people going one six 
in race nine. The problem, though, again, with doing that, folks, if you are uh, a caveman player, which I'm not, is you're doubling your ticket with two low, low price horses. The general rule, ladies and gentlemen, is you do not want to double your ticket and spend twice as much with two lowest price horses. I mean, the six is going to be six to five. The one is going to be eight to five, nine to five. You should just pick one and go for it. Um, because I'm an ABC player, which is what I recommend, and I weigh my options, the six is an A, the one is a B for me. So I like the six a little more than the one, but if the one wins, my ABC ticket, of course, should be alive. But if I had to choose a caveman simplistic ticket, as you see on the screen, I would go with the six to single. And then I have B Sud, the five, and then Ben Diesel, the 12, in uh, the pick five there. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the comments there. I, I think that is pretty much going to do it. Once again, let me go ahead and put the banner across the screen. A few quick things as reminders. Tomorrow night, uh, of course, I'm filming this on Wednesday live. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll have my whole crew here, uh, all my co-hosts uh, and Kyle Roscoe. We'll talk about the Gulfstream late pick five on Saturday. Hopefully you can join us then. And remember, the power picks. If you have not subscribed at all, go to patreon.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast. And you can right away go ahead and choose an annual subscription. If you are already a subscriber, uh, but you are a monthly subscriber, uh, again, I already sent you an email. Go ahead and switch over to annual for some great benefits and a big discount. And then finally, coming in January, in just a few weeks, a new show in the works. It should start at the beginning of January with Kyle Roscoe hosting, and that'll be most likely on Wednesday nights. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that will do it for episode 212 here of the HHH Racing Podcast. Appreciate you all watching tonight. Please watch us live tomorrow, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, as we go back for the first time in quite a while, Gulfstream Park in Hallandale Beach, Florida, for their Saturday pick five. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye.